what movie I've wanted to see lately? Uh, no. Robocop. The original Robocop? Yeah, the original. Yeah, I, I, that's actually the only one I've seen in its entirety. I never watched Robocop 2 to completion. I, I've, I I've seen all three of them. Is Okay. Is 2 any good? Because it seems kind of neat. The, se- the series basically goes downhill. 1 is fantastic, 2 is good, and 3 is kind of eh. Yeah, like he has a jetpack and it's PG-13, so yeah, do that. But jetpack, ro- flying Robocop's pretty badass. Is he? Because, I don't know, just kind of him walking really stern-like and then pinpoint accurately shooting you in the face was pretty intimidating, too. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, wasn't there supposed to be a Robocop reboot this year? Uh, there, there's been talk of a Robocop remake for quite some time. I've been following it because uh, Darren Aronofsky was slated to direct it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Requiem for a Dream and The Fountain oh. and all that. Okay. And what was his most recent one? Oh, he's Black Swan is this year. And the wrestler, that, that was a pretty big one as well. Um, but that kind of fell through apparently, and now he's in talks to direct Wolverine Two. Oh, why are they making another one of those? Because it made money, and you know what? I didn't hate it. Like I, 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 I guess they killed ruined Deadpool, which is. I, the thing. I just want a proper Deadpool movie. That I don't. That might still happen, but only if Ryan Reynolds can find time, because he's doing Green Lantern and all that. He's doing three Green Lantern movies. I can't believe they've signed him on for that much. Yeah, apparently focus testing on the first one went so well they basically greenlit a bunch of them, which I guess that's cool. But is is I, the movie already know. like looking that good? Apparently, like studio executives are thinking that way anyway. So someone somewhere thinks it looks awesome. Maybe it is. I, I don't know. I have little knowledge of the character. I never read Blackest Night, which is the big thing going on right now. Is that one with all like something. the black lanterns? Yeah, like the different colored lanterns. I have a couple of the rings lying around because I, I occasionally... You, you have a green lantern ring? No, I have a red ring and a white ring. Why aren't you like creating like anvils in midair and like flying? I, I put them on every so often and nothing happens. So Because you have to say the quote. And then, like, have a green right. lantern I don't in know front it. of you. I don't know the red or white quotes, and also, I think they, I think the red one's pretty evil, so I don't want to use that one. Rage or something. I, I don't know, I could see I, you I being know. an evil character. I'm outside of my... But yeah, Robocop. <laughs> Maybe. To get back to it. Uh, yeah, remake would have been good. And yeah, the original, he fires that guy, and then he could kill him. That was good stuff. Kurtwood Smith was in it. Hey, do you remember that uh, Robocop arcade game? Uh, kinda. Like, I remember playing it as a kid, and I, I played Robocop vs. Terminator. That was a good okay. game. How did, was it like a fighting game, or was it just like... It, it, uh, was, it was like a platformer game. game, like you walked like Robocop, and you just, you shot Terminators. The storyline was that Robocop was the reason Skynet became sentient. Whoa. That's a pretty good spin-off timeline. That's it was badass. Okay. You know what else is badass? What? Other video games. Yeah, I like this those. Because this is the top-down perspective. That's right. I am your host this week, Uh, John. I'm here with Nathan. We don't have Sean this week. Yeah, it's the first time, I think, ever he's failed to make a show. Uh, First or second. I think there was one week he wasn't going to be able to make it, and I think we might not have just recorded that week. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Either way. So it's just going to be the two of us, so we're going to see how we're going to do. So let's start. October 18th. I just want to say it. What? Never mind. It's cool. I'm just saying the date over and over. Oh, right. October 18th. And if you want to email us, it's nice. our email address is topdownperspective at hotmail.com. We do read every email we get, including all those spam emails. I, yes. 
and it seems to always be 785,000 pounds is what we win. It's weird. And, it, and it's always trend. from, like, a Nigerian prince. Sometimes, or South Africa. But, yeah. Um, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh, uh, okay. I basically, I guess I kicked off the week uh, polishing up Comic Jumper, which I still really like that game, despite its weird gameplay flaws. So, uh, so I take it you did warm up to it, then? Oh, no, I was really enjoying, like, the humor and stuff. And at some point, once you level up all your stuff, like, you do the gameplay becomes less horrible, like, less frustrating. Um, did you get a chance to play it yet, or...? No, nothing. I keep, I gotta buy a bunch of things before that special deal goes off on XBLA, so... Yeah, like, so far I think it's gonna be that, and Costume Quest this month are gonna be my two. Did you try Sonic 4? Uh, no, I haven't. I, like, I don't know what I've... Like, I heard the iPhone one was a little lacking. Like, is the real one supposed to be any good? The real ones have, like, more different stages, apparently. And the, the... Response has been pretty mixed, so... Okay, I guess that's to be expected. Like, I've heard it kind of just rehashes some stuff, which is kind of sad. And he's still Eggman, which is kind of sad. That's permanent, unfortunately. I know, but, like, if they're truly going to harken back to the days of yore, they should... They they put so much effort in switching his name over to uh, Eggman from Robotnik, I doubt they're going to suddenly make that step back. It just has such a better ring to it, though. Like, I I know he looks like an egg, and that's that's not clever at all, though. Like, robot... He makes robots. It's cool. It's way better. See, like, I I started playing the Mega Collection as well in the DS. Mm Mm-hmm. They they call him Eggman in that, too. Aw. Like, they retconned the old games? Yeah, basically, they're like, in the manual, like, Dr. Eggman, in brackets, Dr. Robotnik. Aw. That... Aw. I guess I'll just have to bust out my old carts or something. Like, did the GameCube one have that, or... What do you mean? Sonic Adventure? The Mega Collection. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. Huh. I think I think in the Mega Collection they were still Robotnik. All I remember Robotnik. about that is like only every second ring made a sound, which I thought was the weirdest thing ever. The the, the DS one's got a bunch of problems too, but I played that, so we'll get to that when I'm. Oh okay. Yeah. I guess, yeah. I'll continue. Back to Comic Jumper. <laughs> yeah, Comic Jumper's pretty great. Um, like great, great, crazy sense of humor. Uh, some really frustrating boss stuff towards the end of like the anime section, but whatever. The one thing that game does better than any game I've ever played is, like, the unlockable stuff is actually fun to go through. Like, I checked my stats, which has an amazing song as well, and I've, I apparently looked at concept art, watched videos, and listened to music for, like, two hours. Oh, wow. In, in that game. Because they have, like, little write-ups of each concept art be- like piece, and the, they're pretty self-depreciating in their humor and, like, with the, what they say about themselves and their art abilities and stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> And uh, there's a unicorn in the game called Pling Pling, and they they really apparently love that character to the point where they're in the write-ups. They're like, we might make a game with this guy because he's so awesome, and he is pretty awesome. He he has like a really kind of effeminate man voice, but he's a unicorn. It's it's great. Um, yeah, it's a great game. There's rainbows following him wherever he goes. Um, that is pretty. Is that the one that like just craps rainbows and shoots thunder or whatever? I don't remember them saying that. I, I think they say that during the manga stage. I might be wrong. Oh, okay. Maybe. I, I can't remember. That's like a Rocky reference, so it sounds like something they do, because <laughs> they love movies a lot, so maybe. Um, I, I did love in Splosion Man how they just had random, like, Total Recall quotes in there. Yeah. Uh, actually, See I the party, to, Richter. I wanted to mention something about that. There's basically a boss battle, like a mini-boss in this game, that is just one giant... Uh, Total Recall reference. Like, it's a giant drill machine 
The dude's name is Benny. Oh! You're running. Like, and apparently it's part of a glitched achievement, which kind of sucks. Like, I was playing that stage over and over again after I beat it. Uh, you have to get through the whole sequence without dying, or uh, without getting hit at all. And I almost did it once, but it, uh, from what I've read on achievements.org, like, it doesn't even work yet. So I was basically just practicing and getting my shots, shot count up, because if you get 125,000, there's an achievement for that as well. But, yeah, and then at the end he says, screw you, Benny, and all that happens, so. That, that is awesome. I, I now need to get Comic Jumper because of that reference. Yeah, I finally saw that movie unedited recently, and it's, it's got some blood in it. It's pretty crazy. Three boobs. Three boobs. Yeah, and they just show up a couple times just to remind you that how weird that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Verhoeven, like, double double shot on this week's episode. Um, What else did I play? Oh, yeah, a bit of Halo on Tuesday. Um, Don't really want to keep talking about Reach because it's out and everything, but one thing... I, I play Rumble Pit, the kind of matchmaking category or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the game modes that keeps coming up is Race, which is fun. I've, I've actually won every single one I've ever played, but they don't seem to have it, like, fleshed out properly, so you, you basically earn no experience ever whenever you play Race. Like, you win, and you get, like, 36 points. And How many would you get stuff. normally? Like, at the end of, like, a solid, like, Slayer match, if you did, like, reasonably okay, you'll get, like, 500. Oh, jeez. And if you, like, if you won or something, you might get, like, 1,000. Like, it's it's just the worst kind of disparagement between game types. Like, why ever play it? It keeps popping up every so often, like, people vote for it. Like, gameplay-wise, it's a nice change of pace, but I just wish it was more worthwhile. Same with the zombie modes. Like, those seem to score you a little less... As well, like maybe 250, 300. Makes logic. The ones that you would have the most fun playing are the ones you get the least score least. out of. I, well, that, I don't know. Like, I love just traditional Slayer stuff. Like, so I kind of just wish there was a dedicated Slayer place where that's all that's happening. And then you could have a barrel of weird other game modes if you wanted. Because, like, it has a bunch of variety in it, and I don't hate the other game modes. And the challenges kind of compel you to go do that stuff. But I just want to shoot dudes with guns and stuff, you know? I don't want to run into weird little circles and hide from zombies and all that stuff. I don't know. It It's just a minor beef, but I hope they fix it. Um, oh, yeah. And then pretty much after that, I got way into this iPhone game, which is the first time I've ever been able to say that. Alright, what iPhone game is this? Okay. It, I don't know why it took... I, to my knowledge, it's the first game that's done this, and I think it's the brilliant idea. It's basically like a tycoon game where you manage a video game developer, and it's called Game Dev Story. Okay. And it's awesome. Like, I've, like, it has a couple minor problems, but that's only because I've played it for probably, like, 12 hours already or something. Uh, like, I got it late night Tuesday, and then I stayed up till, like, 5 in the morning playing it. Playing an iPhone game. Playing an iPhone game. Like, my iPhone died, like, was about to die. I plugged it in. By the time I was done playing, my iPhone was fully charged again. <laughs> wow. Because it was just, oh, it's so crazy addicting. Like, I was playing it earlier today, too. Basically, like, you you start out with, like, a handful of staff, and, like, uh, you can only make PC games and stuff to kind of get your foot in the door. You start acquiring more and more experience in different genres and stuff. You hire different dudes that, like, enable you to do different stuff, like sound engineers, like directors, producers, graphic dudes. Did I say that already? Graphic, no. no, yeah, designers. 
all sorts of people. You, at one point, you can hire a dude named Mr. X who wears a wrestling mask, and he's shrouded in mystery. But he's a pretty creative dude. He comes up with some pretty good genre ideas. It's, it's got crazy amounts of depth in it, too, for just how small it is. Like It costs like $4, which is the most I've paid for an iPhone game so far, but worth every cent. Um, yeah, like my, my developer that I just wrapped up, basically you play 20 years, and then after that, um, it's just kind of on your own time, but the idea is to sell as many copies and like acquire as much money as you can in 20 years. And I've done that twice now with two different developers. Wow. This was Sleuth Hat. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. So how, how is the gameplay? Like, is it straight like the other Tycoon games? Like, okay, you click these guys, tell them to do that, and they just kind of manage that job for a while? Uh, I haven't played, like, that many Tycoon games. Like, so I, I, it's hard to say, like, how it compares. Like, it's really, really intuitively designed for the iPhone. Like, you can just play one-handed, which I do, and click through all your menus, like, look through all the data and different stats. Uh, you kind of have the slider that shows you, like, different kind of rows of information that, like, so you can kind of multitask. So you have your dudes developing a game while you're also checking the sales of your other, like, your most recent release. And then also, like, you can throw money into advertising, uh, represent your developer at basically E3, which is called Game Decks. You can hire booth babes if you want. Um, I like how that is an option. Yeah, it's, you know, increased attendance and whatever. You can hire a celebrity person to be there and dudes in costumes. Really, though, I found, like, with that, you basically can just have a guy standing there, and if your developer is popular enough, it won't really matter. Like, people will just show up anyway. But, yeah. Um, the one, <laughs> there, there are a few weird things, though. Like, uh, during development of your game, like, you could have just everything's going awesome. Like, you've juiced up all your staff on Red Bull. They're totally working overtime, clocking in tons of man hours, putting out great graphics and stuff. And then the power will just go out. Like, you'll suffer a blackout, and then everything gets, like, cut in half. Which, that doesn't happen, to my knowledge, like, in actual game developer-ness, you know what I mean? You would save. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like, oh, apparently no one in my office was hitting save over the last three months, and we lost all our all our work, and now this game is terrible, despite us pouring tons of money into it. it it's dumb. I, I kind of wish that didn't happen, but I guess they needed some kind of random craziness to happen, or else everyone would just succeed all the time. Yeah. But it, it does kind of rob it of, like, like, you can have a really ironclad, awesome strategy going on, and then it just will fall apart because of random chance, which kind of sucks. Also, like, what's weird is, like, your ability to make sequels to games is dependent entirely on how the game is received critically as opposed to sales. So, like, I can make a game that sells 10 million copies. I can't make a sequel to it because critics gave it a 7. A 7 doesn't warrant a sequel? No. That, like, which is kind of, I found kind of funny because that's kind of where it seems to be with Metacritic and stuff. Like, people are like, oh, same with only got a seven, so it's not very good. Like, I've seen hard. games that get, like, threes that get sequels in real life. No, I know. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's all dependent on copies, so it really doesn't matter how bad a game is. It can totally get a sequel if it, if you marketed it properly and whatever. So, again, it's kind of unrealistic in that light. But, again, just because, like, it has a mad charming style to it and stuff, too. Again, just how small scale this is, like, I want to see this idea develop further, because I will totally buy another iteration of this, because it's so awesome. 
and yeah, played through it a couple times. I don't know what else to really say about it. There's there's way more going on in this game that I could get into, but yeah, don't want to bore people. But yeah, good stuff. It's it's really good. Um, and what did I? Oh yeah, and I played some more Enslaved last night, and that game's really good too. Still really enjoying. In a totally different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of put that on hold for a bit because of all the game dev story that was going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I finally got into it again and played a, several chapters of it last night. Uh, there's some weird like polish issues in a couple spots, like like a pretty touching scene will happen between two characters, and then like the music will cut off abruptly and a loading thing will come up, and it's just kind of like, oh, you could have smoothened that a bit and made that a little better, but whatever. And there's some weird animation stuff, but for the most part, it looks pretty sharp, and I'm really enjoying the story and setting and stuff so far. Is, so. Does it, has the gameplay changed much? Like, when I saw the beginning of the game, it looked like you never get, like, a gun besides what you rip off of enemies. Do you permanently keep weapons or anything, or is it all kind of Prince of Persia-ish? Oh, they change up some of the gameplay stuff. Like, you do get this range thing. I I don't remember what it's called, but you can basically fire, like, uh, fire-type projectiles, like, missile-type things, and stun EMP ball things at robots. So you have some ammo for that. Like, some sections demand basically more range gameplay than up-close smacking stuff. There's a lot of running up and smacking stuff, but I don't know. I I don't hate that stuff. Uh, There was a section yesterday where you're kind of on a boat with a, like, Gatling gun shooting robots. So that was kind of a nice change of pace. Was it a game boat? No, I guess so, technically. It was in a junkyard. Um... Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, uh, game book references. I hope, I hope I hope we get that at the store I work at. I I want to see one firsthand, and then buy one in a few years when it's discarded and five dollars or something. I, I'd do that for the novelty. But yeah, um, Enslaved is good. I so far it's really good. I recommend people play it. Top notch. Sweet. Anything else? Um. Not that I can recall. I don't think so. Yeah. What have you been playing, John? Alright, what have I been playing? Uh, I really jumped through, I guess, three games at the most. I did mention that I, I was playing Sonic uh, Classic Collection. I started playing that last night. Because like, I, I was looking for something to play because I'd beaten another game. And I saw the case on the floor. I was like, oh, okay, sure, why not? I've kind of been in a Sonic mood lately. So Not, Sonic Classic Collection, that's like, which games? Uh, Sonic 1, 2, 3, Sonic and & Knuckles, and Sonic and & Knuckles and 3 combined. Oh, okay. And Sonic Knuckles and 2 combined. Okay, so character swapping stuff. Yeah. Um, um Not a really good port of it, to be perfectly what, honest. What's wrong with it? There, like, the frame rate is really inconsistent. Like, it doesn't run smoothly at all. Like, I... I've played better emulators than I have of that game. Wait, so this is DS or this is DS? Oh wow, that's like the frame rate kind of gets off when you get moving. Yeah, and there's a lot of music cues that are really off. Hmm. Like you know how uh, in the Sonic, the old Sonic games, when you get the shoes, the music speeds up. Yes. What it does instead in this in these games is it changes pitch. Okay, so like, it just becomes squealy. Like no, like it it becomes like sorry, maybe pitch is not the right word. Uh, changes key. 
Okay. So like the music suddenly becomes like higher sounding. Like you'd, you'd go like do 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 like do 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 instead of. Oh, so it just goes up an octave or yeah, something. Yeah, it goes up an octave instead of speeding up like it's supposed to. So huh. it sounds really weird considering I I grew up playing those games. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Is the, is there ring sound stuff as well, or the ring sounds seem to be? Actually, I think the ring sounds were a little bit different too. There was some uh, weird thing with it, but okay. Just yeah, the, like like I was saying with the GameCube one, every second ring is the only one that sounds. I I don't it don't think it was that bad. Okay. But it, it, it did seem a little off. Like the sound file they got wasn't quite right, and it kind of like uh, peaks at some points. Huh. It's disappointing. I think the Sonic 2 they did for XBLA turned out pretty awesome from what I played of that. That seems Well, I would I would crazy. hope so considering they've already got the port of it on uh the Genesis collection. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, which did they include all the Sonic stuff on that? I never did play that. Uh yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Huh. No, well the only thing they didn't include was Sonic 3 and Knuckles combined. And they had the game okay. separate. Which was Do they have the weird choice. spin-off stuff, Mean Bean Machine, and spin? Oh uh, yeah, Mean Bean Machine is actually like the hardest achievement in that game, and it's the only one I don't have. Okay. Because the achievement is beat the game. Okay. I didn't play an- enough Mean Bean Machine. I think I have an actual Genesis cart somewhere that I acquired. But yeah. I don't... Is it kind of like Puzzle Fighter? I can't. I haven't played it in quite a while. Mean Bean Machine is uh, Poyo Pop. Oh, okay. Or or Kirby's Avalanche, if you played either of those. Kirby's Avalanche? What is that? It's uh, it's Poyo Pop, but with a Kirby skin. It's on the Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo, okay. That that was my main question, I guess. Huh. Okay, so kind of disappointing Sonic stuff. What Which ones were you playing? One and two? Or uh, one and three. And I played a little bit of two as Knuckles. Three has my favorite music cue. Like the... Come on! You know? Oh, yeah. All the... The uh, Michael Jackson music. Did they screw that one up, or I, I um, actually, I guess no. I didn't really play Knuckles. I didn't play three. Now that I think about it, I loaded it up and then I went and started playing two as Knuckles because like I want to save three for a special occasion. Okay. I thought I had played it, but then I realized I hadn't. Ooh, I guess like just a side note because we just mentioned Michael Jackson. The Michael Jackson Experience is a gaming guarantee game. At, oh my god! Uh, your really? Local GameStop. So everyone pick that up and experience it and then return it. Make sure you return it, because that's probably not going to be good. Based on... They, they could always get the MMO. There's a Michael Jackson MMO? You did, dude, you didn't hear about the Michael Jackson MMO? No. Like, I heard about him being edited out of Plants vs. Zombies, but that's the latest in the Michael Jackson news. Yeah, like, this was, like, uh, a couple weeks back, they announced, like, my, Planet Michael or something like that. It's a Michael Jackson MMO where you go through, like, all the all these locations... From his music videos, uh, or something okay. like that. It was it was hilarious. I remember reading about it. And but who are you? Like you're an aspiring musician or something? Yeah, or? I think something like that. I can't quite remember the full details. Is it not happening? Or no, it is happening. Okay, I'll definitely read into that because that sounds baffling. Is there like a video or concept art? Uh, I th- there's concept art. Okay, I'm trying to think like landmark locations in a video. Like, there's a black and white one for, what was it? There, there's, like, Thriller's Graveyard and... Yeah, okay. And that movie theater. And then there's... Uh, what was that one? Black or White has that weird Spanish kind of vistas and whatnot. It's not that iconic, though. Anyway, okay. Michael Jackson. 
What were we saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, Sonic. Yeah, Sonic so I'll, I'm still playing through that, so it's good, but... Uh, what else am I playing? I started... I beat this uh, really fun beat-em-up on the DS last week as well. You, I don't know if you've heard of it. Tokyo Beatdown. I have heard of Tokyo Beatdown. Was that an Atlas game? Yep. Okay. Uh, it's a it's it. a three D ish two D beat em up, like with polygons and stuff like that. But it's a two D beat em up. Uh, you can use guns in the game because you're cops, but they have rubber bullets, so they're they're not shooting actual guns. Okay, so you're just like breaking up riots or something, kind of. Yeah. Um, it's really weird. Like some of the characters are joke characters, or sorry, the main <laughs> character you play as is like the comedy relief, and everyone else just kind of plays it straight. Okay. Like, uh, it, it takes place in Tokyo, obviously Tokyo Beatdown. And the whole idea of the game is, you beat them down. Like, that's the tagline on the back of the of the game. Like, when you beat a stage, it says, like, you beat them down! Okay. Um, your main character... Who are you fighting? Like, just gang gang members? Gang or? members. Like, there's a there's an overarching plot story about terrorists, uh, bl- like, causing ruckus in Tokyo and stuff like that. Okay. But, uh... Huh. Yeah. So wait, you beat that? Yeah, I beat it. It was it was pretty fun actually. Is it not especially long, or did you sink some time into it? Uh, not well. Most beat 'em ups aren't all that long. Uh, oh, I guess yeah. If it's a straight arcade style. I don't want to say ten hours, but it like it was less than that. But it felt kind of lengthy. Oh, okay. It took a it took a couple of sessions. Hmm. It's weird because every character except one has like a Japanese name. Okay. Like, uh, the main character you play as, who's also Japanese, is named Lewis Cannon. How do you spell Lewis in that? L-E-W-I-S, but it, they're clearly going for Loose Cannon. And, uh, the, and like, uh, he's, like, super ultra into justice. Okay. So, like, you'll go into a mall to fight villains, he'll be like, third floor, lingerie, and justice. <laughs> Alright. So Second good. floor, flashlights and beatings. <laughs> okay. So some good, like, Atlas-style humor. Yeah, like, it's really quirky humor, but it, it's funny, because it's just so incredibly over-the-top that it does not stop. Hmm. Is that, like, do you get a choice of characters? And uh, no, uh, you get three characters to use, but they're all, like, pre-chosen. Oh, so this level you play as this guy? Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, like uh, Lewis is the, uh, the standard balance, and there's the speedy female character, and then there's the slow, heavy guy. Hmm. Do they change up the gameplay from your average beat 'em up, or is it pretty nope. mashy? Okay. It well, like there's com- there there's combos. You find scrolls to extend your attack combo. Okay. But uh, eventually, you get to a point where you find you figure out that you can just create infinite combos anyway, so it's not even necessary. Ah. Like there was five power up scrolls I I could have found. I only found one, and I didn't even need that one. I was just literally like, oh, two punches, stop for a sec. Two punches, stop for a sec, and everyone would get stuck in it. Oh. Huh. That's... I don't know. It, it was a little disappointing, but... but... Oh, okay. It was, it was it still has a enough kind of humor and, like, good... Like, is there good set-piece boss battles or something, or...? Not really, no. Hmm. Like, all the boss battles are the same, and you could do the same thing. Is there at least a lot of dialogue? Cause... Oh, yeah, there's a lot of dialogue for a beat-em-up. I was shocked. Okay. But like like I said, the quirkiness is makes it pretty funny and kind of worth it. Okay, that sounds kind of like the same deal with Comic Jumper, where it kind of isn't that great from an objective gameplay standpoint, but it's totally worth playing and kind of awesome. Hmm. 
So yeah, sounds good. Is that everything? Or? Uh, no, uh, I was playing uh, Castlevania 2 again. Wait, Simon's Quest or? Yep. Okay. I uh, I've Wait, been, is I have this to... what you mentioned on your Twitter feed about Let's Play or? No, no, that's something different, and that oh, okay. that's the last game I'll mention. Okay. Um, this I was practicing it because I had to beat it. I'm playing it during the Speed Gamers Marathon during Halloween. Okay. Plus, I was I was just like, oh yeah, why not? Let's let's play that because I hadn't beaten it in full. Yeah, I I forget where I saw it. I think it was just a YouTube video, but that game looks mad frustrating and silly. But it, yeah, it, it like, does there's get a wall or something that's just you have to wait by, and there's an opening somewhere. Yeah, there's there's like a point where you like, have to like uh, pick a pick a item in your equipment, he- kneel down in front of a wall for like ten seconds, and then a tornado picks up and flies you away. Yeah, why on earth would you assume that would happen? Like, does any indication in the game? Yeah, like there's there's NPCs who tell you stuff like that, but they're kind of cryptic about it. I think they say oh. like uh, use your head at this like Geruda Pass. Mm-hmm. Or like kneel, kneel at a wall, and a soul will help you, or something like that. They'll say stuff like that. Okay, and you gotta put the piece together and wear this certain hat near this wall and kneel. Yeah, or something. Okay, huh? Yeah, old games. Like I guess I just picked up Metroid Classic for GBA. I'm gonna see if I can find my way through that this time. Yeah, that one kind of gets like a headache too. I've I've been playing a little bit of that like a couple weeks back. Like, it's just too open, where it doesn't really tell you anything ever, so you just stumble around and hope it works out. Well, that was the whole point of it. So, it, like, I mean, the problem is it's hard to play now because you're so used to the other games where they introduced the map. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The other Metroid games specifically, for sure. Yeah. 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 I guess we've gotten lazy as gaming people. It's one thing Enslaved does for me is that it's you can't get lost. You have to just keep going. Well, that does help, but I guess at the same time I can understand why people be like, I think games are too easy, they just tell us what to do now. Yeah, I guess it is really easy in that respect. But, oh well, it's still fun and flashy looking. Simon's Quest, fun? Not bad. Like it, it. People say it's a really confusing game and don't enjoy it at first, and I can understand why. But once you figure out what to do in the game, the game is fun, but like super easy. Oh. Okay. I'm trying to think the earliest Castlevania I really got into. Four, maybe? But the SNES one? Yeah, the SNES one was pretty good. I just, I think I just prefer it in the, you know, open, searching... I hate the term Metroidvania, but that's what it is now. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I know. Those are, those are fun. I, I quite enjoy Metroidvania stuff. I guess maybe I'll say exploration-based? Sure. Well, if you don't want to use Metroidvania, which is a term everyone at this point is pretty used to. I know, but it's just picking two franchises. Like, is Batman Arkham Asylum Metroidvania-esque or whatever? Like, I would say so, but I don't want to say that, you know? Kinda, I guess. Like, you're getting different power-ups. Well, at that point, you you can you don't use the term Metroidvania, though, in that, in that case, because it's not Castlevania. But you do for Shadow Complex. Like, they kind of did that on purpose with themselves. They actually they called it Metroidvania? Yeah, there's, like, quotes from the chair people saying that. So... I guess because yeah. I I guess because really in Metroid games there's like separate areas or sections you go to with their own separate maps, but like in a a Metroidvania game it's all one giant ass map. 
Yeah. Unless you count, like, Portrait of Ruin, I guess, which had separate maps, too. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it did. Symphony of the Night, though, one big, giant map. Exactly. And then and you tipped it upside, upside down. down. Yeah. I don't think I've got... What is the percentage? 200.6? Uh, I think it's, like, 210. Hmm. Because there's, like, Something there's glitches weird. you can use to get out... Get some uh, map coverage outside of the world. Outside of the castle oh. itself. All I know is I don't have that achievement on the 361. I haven't I bothered play playing through the 361, considering how much I played through all the, the every other version of it. Oh, okay. I think that was my first version. So yeah. Really? Wow. Boat. Yeah, the first time around. Like I got way into the DS ones and the GBA ones, and then worked my way backwards. Yeah. It was PS PS one one was first for me, and then it was the uh, PSP one, and then the 361. Hmm. Oh yeah, I guess the, any interest in uh, the new one, Lords of Shadow or whatever. Or... I'm really interested in that, but I I don't know if what to get it for, and I don't know if I'll get it right away or wait a while. Okay. Because I've, I've I've heard, heard the the PS3 version is the one that they worked on basically. Oh okay. I'm trying to remember if I heard something in regards to screen tearing on the 360 in relation to that game. It's also two discs on the 360. Yeah, that is pretty weird. Um. From what I played at the demo, like I said last week, like it looks great. I just I don't know how it's going to sustain a twenty-hour game. Apparently, I, I was shocked when I heard it was a twenty-hour game. Like something like that, that kind of game is pretty unheard of. Usually, those kind of games are like five hours to ten hours. Like yeah, like how long was Bayonetta? Would you say like eight? Eight? Yeah, like eight, and you could do it in less if you got better at the game or you were already like, good at that kind of game. And I know, like you played through it immediately after, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, I was kind of done with it after that. I, I set it aside. So I don't know if I want a twice-as-long character action game. That's... <sighs> dicey. I may end up playing sometime, though. Anyway. We'll see. Alright, um, besides that, the last game I played was Superman for the Game Boy. Okay. Yeah. Like, original Game Boy? Yeah. Because uh, right. this was also made by Titus, the guys who made Superman 64. Hmm. So I'm I'm doing this for the LP I'm working on. Is it radically better? No. Oh. It does have one shining moment in it, though. You okay. do get to punch sharks. Just, why, okay, are they, like, so you're underwater, I'm assuming? Yeah, there's like two stages where you're underwater, you can just beat the crap out of sharks. How did okay? Does he one punch them and they're just gone? Or no, they take two punches. Oh, like great whites, I'm assuming, because that's kind of the, the shark. shark. They're shark sharks, like uh, like Jaws. They look like Jaws, which I guess would oh, okay. be a great white. So yeah, great great whites just come in Superman. Are are they being controlled by Lex Luthor, or is it just you're in the water and sharks hate? Actually, things? like Lex isn't really in this game. He gets kind of mentioned ish. Okay, who are you taking on? Darkseed or something? No, that, that's a guy. Uh, okay. you're just kind of fighting stuff. Like, uh, some of, some of Lex Luthor, like, some places take place in Lex's factories and stuff like that, but you never see Lex himself. Huh. Like, the closest thing linking you to Lex is you fight the Lexoscale 5000, which is, was like in the first episode of the Superman cartoon. Okay. Like the 90s one, right? Yeah, like, it, it's, it's okay. based on the 90s one. It came out the same year as the 90s one, actually. Hmm. So, okay, but, okay, so you are punching sharks... I, it sounds like pretty basic side scroll beat 'em up stuff. What's so bad about it? 
just handles really bad, and the main point of the game is to find keys. Okay, okay. so there's kind of some open-endedness to the level design, or...? Not really, no. You beat up enemies, and you find keys, or their keys are hidden around the stages, or both. And then what, you backtrack to a door, or it's just, yeah, you, you found you just it! Go, you go to the end of the stage and, like, touch this little glowing pad, and then you fly away. Okay, is there much flying gameplay? Uh, a couple stages are auto scrolling flying stages. Okay. Other than that, you're you can using your laser eyes and Nope, no shoot. superpowers. It's punching and flying. Oh. Although flying is technically a power, so I guess so. That sounds like a lost opportunity. They yeah. have little space shootery sections with Superman. Like that Astro Boy game. That was really good. That was Omega good Factor? because that was made by Treasure. Yeah. Yeah. Treasure know how knows how to make a good game. Yeah, Titus ain't no treasure. They did make uh oh, what's that ridiculous PS one game, Credible Crisis. They At least they, they didn't that. make it. They poured or they uh they published it. Okay, they, all right. I guess I can't really give them. Much See, a, a lot of the the super awesome games they did that like like would, had their name on it. Yeah, are not made by them. They're published by them. Like Incredible Crisis, Artie Lightfoot. Um, what was another? They had a couple more super popular games. Worms World Party. Hmm. Another game or two. I, it's like actually really good, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> but like a lot of their more popular ones, in when they got to the 3D era, were not made by them. So they just localized it, or whatever. yeah, they just ported it or hmm. published it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So they were a full-on like publisher. No, nope, they they were dude. They bought out Interplay. Wow. They bought an Interplay, the Blue Sky. They're the guys who made the Vector Man games. Virgin Interactive Games. Wow. They they were huge for the longest time, and then they overspent and couldn't weren't releasing very many good games and just kind of crashed. Wow. That seems to happen more and more. It's kind of sad. Mm. Should read up on it, I guess. When like when was their last? When when did they breathe their last? And that was it. Uh, 2005. They officially went bankrupt. Oh, okay. That's like, not that. Long ago, February two thousand five. Like, but okay. uh, they basically they moved all the remaining assets into Interplay, and that's all the brothers have right now. Hmm. So I've been, I've been doing a lot of research on it for the Let's Play. So okay. So I know more about this company than any person, any sane person should. <laughs> okay. And I actually have an interview with uh, one of the the producer on Superman sixty four coming up. That, wow, alright. I just emailed Interplay out of the blue. I'm like, hey, can I interview uh, Eric? Like, your your president? And he just pro- he probably emails me back. He's like, yeah, send me your questions and I'll see if I can answer them. Your president. Wow, that's awesome. It's kind of power you wield. No, you well, I didn't say it was like internet celebrity or anything <laughs> stupid like that. I was just like, hey, uh, I'm kind of doing research. Can I talk to you? Get your opinion on stuff? Yeah, I guess I keep forgetting, like, I, I think the game industry is, like, totally, like, celebrities awesome and everything, but, like, pu- the public at large doesn't really. They're just people. Like, yeah. Pax kind of makes that clear. Like, they're just walking around, hanging out, and it's kind of awesome. So, yeah, they're way more approachable than other celebrities, I guess you could say. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. So, huh, all right. So, but the game here, when did, like, when did this come out? Does it predate Superman 64? Or? Yeah, by two years, actually. Okay. Huh. And still just not anything special, other than the shark. No. Uh, I'm going to show it off in a in a later video of the Let's Play, which you, you can, can watch at or... my channel. 
Okay. No, I'm not going to Yeah, YouTube.com. It's a website. On the internet. But yeah, other than that, that's pretty much all I played. Okay. Sorry, did you beat that, or...? Oh, yeah, I did. It's, okay. it's pretty short. Okay. Just wrapping that. Um, Alright, so let, I guess with all that said and done, let's head off to the news. Okay. Well, there's, there's some news. I wasn't too keyed into what was happening this week, but... Yeah, it, it seemed happened. like a slow-ish week. There were some big things, but uh, a lot of sad news this week. Yeah, I'm looking at some of our stories, and one of them is kind of alright. One of them's kind of good. Alright, well, let's kick it off with um, Raven Software. Yeah, I love those guys, man. Singularity. Uh, at that X-Men Origins game, that was pretty good. That Better was actually movie. pretty good. Yeah. I mean, like you said, the movie's garbage. I wouldn't go that far, but the game was better, so... Yeah, it's a shame they're laying people off. Yeah, like... Yeah. That's... I, like, they summarized a bit, kind of like the fade, fading legacy of Raven over the last few years. And it's, it's but they, cool. they have been releasing good games, though. That's the funny thing. Like, oh, wow, I didn't fully read this article. They made Hexen. I didn't know that. And Soldier of Fortune... Yeah, Soldier Fortune. I have that on. Wow, I don't know they have these games. The Heretic games. But yeah, like they've been around for a while and doing quality work for the most part. Yeah, it's you know it's funny that they would be laying off people. Yeah, it's what the statistic I read was like around forty people, maybe. Sounded like. I don't know if you have that there. Well, uh, yeah, I don't have. I have the article. Yeah, about forty people were let go today, according to some of the folks directly. Folks directly affected by the layoffs. Yeah. And um, is, is it just Activision restructuring them, or is it Raven Software themselves choosing to do this? I don't think it is. I'm assuming it's Activision. Uh, the, the one kind of weird thing I've, I guess, learned with Game Dev Story, because like, it kind of makes you see from like a Bobby Kotick perspective on the business, like oh stuff you can't roll into franchises isn't worth doing from a business standpoint, you know? Yeah, I, I guess like, it makes sense, but it's kind of sad to say that. I know, like, it's like, this has no sequel potential, so we will, don't don't pour tons of marketing into it, we'll just push it out there, if what if it sells well, that's fine, but whatever, it doesn't really matter. That's kind of like just this weird, harsh reality, and yeah, Singularity, really great, but they didn't promote it at all, there's like no real, you know, unique multiplayer stuff that'll hook people in for a long time, so they don't really see sequel potential. So they didn't really care about it, despite it being really polished and pretty awesome. So it was basically really, to, really good to most people. Too. It went off as a generic fighting game, or like, or sorry, shooter, generic yeah. shooter. Generic first-person shooter was kind of like how they passed it off, despite it being kind of kind of great with its combat and stuff. Like it had some kind of unique stuff going on there, like just good weapon variety, which shooters nowadays don't seem to focus on. My, you know, but they have chainsaws on guns now. They That's do. All you need that—that that was actually, yeah. Gears, I wouldn't actually lump in with this crowd. I mean, more like your modern warfare's and whatnot, because it's—it's got dot sight. You shoot it, Medal of Honor. Like you know, it's just guns. I got an AK-47. I'm gonna shoot you, as opposed to I'm gonna throw this time bubble and then shoot your head, and then your head will explode after I get rid of the time bubble. Okay, that is kind of cool sounding. Or you can steer these bullets that explode with like, yeah, it's awesome. Limbs. I miss I miss uh frag kills apparently. That that game kind of reminded me how awesome those were. What game? Like fragging dudes. 
So, oh, oh, just like turning him into Gibbs. Yeah, like Raven actually has a legacy of that. Like uh, Soldier Fortune, that stuff's gross. Like it's it almost got too messed up there, but yeah, fragmenting dudes. And that, yeah, now they apparently lost forty people, and they're down to one team where they had three a few years ago. Uh, so well, I mean, if it if they focus more on getting like their games more coverage, like Marvel and Alliance is probably like their most high profile game. Yeah, I guess I hope like they go back to that and re- resurrect that because like Marvel Two apparently wasn't really as beloved at all. Well, well, who did that one anyways? Because was it? Oh, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was definitely was it not Vicarious Raven. Visions. Yeah, yeah, it was whoever was in charge of porting the first one to. I I think up. that was Vicarious. Then I'm gonna look that, that sounds, up. That sounds that sounds that sounds right. Yeah, and apparently, like, despite it having all the Civil War stuff in it, it was just kind of not as fun. Yeah, the Carrie's so. Vision's right on there. End Space and Savage Entertainment. Yeah, like, it, th- that seemed to be another game Activision kind of didn't put much marketing behind, which seems a little weird. In stores they did, but I guess I didn't really see much on TV. Yeah, I, I haven't really checked, like, sales statistics on any of this stuff. <laughs> Again, Game Dev Story kind of makes me interested in, like, what qualifies as success and everything. Like, I heard some weird quote, like, if Medal of Honor doesn't sell 3 million copies, they won't make another one. Where, you know, is 2.5 million really that bad? That's pretty good, right? I'm sure it's going to be within a certain point. Like, yeah, there's probably some margin or, like, you know, variable they can agree upon. But, I, I don't know. The business is weird, and it's too bad that these guys aren't really getting what they deserve. I hope their next game's a big hit. And you should play Singularity. I'm going to say that as well. I'll, I'll have to pick it up at some point, but, like, I have a lot of stuff I have to go through. Oh, that was kind of a general to the to the audience. Everyone should play it. But, yes, you as well, John. You, sh- you should play it. It's good. Okay. Do you want to borrow it? I could lend it to you. I Dude, I have so much stuff to play through. Okay, fine. Fine. Like, it's not even funny, the, the backlog I have right now. It's almost up to 800 games. <sighs> okay. Fair enough. What else horrible happened? Uh, well... This depends on your idea of horrible. Okay, uh, right. Chrome, Chrome Studios, do you know about them? I sure do. I, I'm i one of the few that really likes Game Room and Viva Pinata Party Animals. Oh, did they do that? <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh, I thought that was rare again. No, that was one of the like games a few weeks ago I totally forgot I played. Um, Yeah, uh, Chrome Studios logo came up, and I was like, oh, that's all right. Yeah, and they anyway. did, like, the Star Wars Clone War games. And, and the they one did... I'm enjoying on this family that Ty the Tasmanian Tiger, remember him? Yeah. Yeah. So, so a Such a stereotype. Man. I know. And I uh, what else was it? Blade Kitten just came out recently? Yeah, it was his XBLA game that I've heard nothing that good about. I do have this weird mask for it I got from PAX, though. Oh, yeah, I saw those. I, I ran away from those. I was like, no. I, I grabbed one of those because, I don't know. I, like I saw people using it as fans after. I was like, oh, maybe I should have gotten one. Waiting in line in one of those big warehouse-like rooms. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. uh, Chrome Studios apparently was awesome. was Australia's biggest game development company. Yep. Wait, what was? Yeah, they they don't really exist anymore. That's, uh, like, that seems to be the case. Like they, they were apparently looking for confirmation, but what is it? As of Monday, they're gone. As of tomorrow, or I guess by the time you guys are listening to this today or yesterday, or the past. We should have found out the date on that. Hold on. Yeah, it says, Mon- it says Monday, so if you're listening to this past the 18th, As they the 18th. apparently do not exist anymore. Yeah, 
So think about that while you're playing DJ Hero 2 and Fall of Vegas. See, like, what's going to happen with Game Room now? Because they, they they talked such a huge game with Game Room. I know. that That's kind of my question, too, because, like, I'm not... What's kind of weird is I'm not so much buying Game Room games anymore. I'm just watching how horrible they are now on Giant Oh, Mom. yeah. I, I'm just watching the Giant Mom Quick Looks now. I got I lost, like, all my progress in Game Room, and I got so angry at that game, I have not gone back to it since. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think I've mentioned this. Last time I played it was, like, River Raid. And I yeah. thought about oh, buying, I... like, that one pig-related game. Oink? Oink. But I didn't. <laughs> so... Like, I, yeah. I've been watching, the, like, the Konami arcade games they put on there all look interesting, and I might go back and get those at some point. Yeah, there were a couple racing kind of games that looked pretty cool, and this weird kind of prison break yeah. battle Yeah, once again, it was all stuff made by Konami. All the Intellivision stuff, for the most so part, bad. sucks. Yeah, like chess and all this junk, like, various that 3D cool tic-tac-toe games. kind of made me laugh. I'm like, no, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. But it's so old. Like, the, unless you have very specific nostalgia for it, don't don't do that. Yeah. But like, what? Like, they have all these licenses for all these other games. Are they not going to release anything anymore? Will Will they get rid I know of it's access? Been slowing. Like, apparently, last week was two games or something. Last week like, was three games. Okay. It certainly slowed down quite a bit from the initial like five, six. The initial seven. seven. Yeah. Like, well, I just mean they were pretty good at like bringing out a good handful every week, and then less and less, and then it became more and more 2600 and in television, and now who knows? What I'm worried I don't about think is ever... sorry, sorry. What I'm worried about is once they uh, once they shut, they'll have to shut down the servers clearly at some point. Are you going to lose access to your game room games? Will the whole service become completely invalid at that point? Uh, I think, I don't know, like, Xbox Live has some weird kind of persist. like, I could play Pocket Bike Racers today, if someone was playing it. Like, they just kind of have stuff going for who, whatever you want to throw on there, like, yards yeah, and junk. Yeah, but, but Game Room itself specifically has like, servers. Like, it does have its own kind of weird structure and, like, leaderboards and all that, so yeah. I'm wondering if they'll maintain that at all. Yeah, that would be interesting. And I guess I'll never realize my dream of playing Pitfall 2 again. Which... You, you could actually just, like, emulate it or something. You're right, there are ways, but I, I wanted those medals and stuff. Like, the, the article says a handful of developers will be uh, rehired as contractors to complete Chrome's remaining projects. Like, I don't know what else Chrome was working on. Probably a new Star Wars game or something. Were they? Is that something they've been known for? Or? They did the last few Clone Wars games. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Like the Republic Commandos and all that? Uh, that whatever, Republic Heroes, whichever the last one was that came out was Chrome. Oh, Republic Heroes. Yeah, Republic Commando was the Those well the first regarded first-person shooter. First shooter. Right, no. Okay, yeah, Republic Heroes. Huh, okay. I, I hope that project is Game Room and I can still play, or, well, watch Game Room games every week. I, yeah, I like the the giant bomb quick looks are really what the only invested interest I have left in yeah, quick, in it's uh, kind of just this weird gamer. history lesson on games of old, and, and it, it's also of... a shining example of how such a good idea can go wrong. Yeah, because like that first week was really exciting. I was really just well. Pumped. You you saw like I bought like eleven games right off the bat. I was pumped for game room. Yeah, like I, I was like you know, I guess what would it be? cautious by comparison. I bought like three. Yeah. But, and then you kind of sent me challenges and I bought Tempest and whatever. But yeah, I kind of yeah, I wish Temp- this Tempest is good, though. 
it is, but I, like what I've been hearing people say is like they wish it had a trackball. So. Yeah, a lot of the games really seem like without a trackball, why would you even bother adding them to the service? Yeah, like it just doesn't work the same way. That said, I kind of prefer the way Millipede plays without one. It's more precise. Yeah, that's like one of the few games that's a shining example, though. Yeah, like apparently Missile Command just isn't the same and all that. So, but yeah, like I guess the dream of like what was it Dreamcast games all the crazy stuff they were talking about yeah they were talking like out. porting Dreamcast games on there and stuff like that and, and clearly that's not the case anymore because they're just putting them on the arcade now yeah because like Crazy Taxi comes out in a couple weeks hmm. if it's not already out by the time this oh is yeah recorded. Sonic Adventure is totally up on there yeah my, one of my friends has already got all the achievements in that so okay is it a good port or um they don't do widescreen that's not awesome. Like it, like the game runs in like a window if your TV is too big. Okay. It it basically it looked like a Dreamcast emulation or emulator, which I thought really bizarre. Well, I, I guess which it makes it sense. Well but you think they would have? Yeah. Maybe even gonna... pulled the GameCube code or something. Well, the GameCube stuff is apparently unlockable as a download if you pay five dollars. <sighs> Why? Yeah, like the D- DX was it? Yeah. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. Like, I, I was like, oh, Sonic. And I was like, oh, it's five bucks? Oh, wait, no, that's just other content. What? Whatever. Why would you do that? That is, oh. Yeah, Sega's, I don't know what they're doing. They, I think they still think Sonic's, like, really popular or something. Well, I mean, remember the story from last week where they said they were getting rid of crappier Sonic games? Yeah, like, they were pulling them off. Like, I, I was kind of confused what that would entail. Like, are they recalling them to their warehouses or... Whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe they're just not shipping them out there anymore. I think they're just, yeah, they're listing them. They're not, like, shipping them out anymore. Like, whatever stock is out there is out there, and they're just not going to... So no more Brotherhood or whatever it is. That was one of the... Sonic and the Dark Brotherhood. Unless it was one of the highest... They said anything with the head, like, an average Metacritic. Yeah. And I think that was actually one of the highest rated Sonic games in years. Was it? I think it was... Okay. I think I it was... I remember people being kind of disappointed by it, because it was, like, Bioware and everything. So I had my eye on that for a bit. On, you I'll might be right. Medi- I'll double check Metacritic while we're moving on to the next story. Okay. What is it? Good news? Uh, no. Still more sad news. Oh. Unless you uh, really hate the PlayStation. I I I don't, but I primarily use it for movies. So. But Gran whatever. Turismo Five. Yeah, that hot new title. People have been asking about it for how many years? Four. I, it it was announced like before the the around the same time the PS3 was announced. And then Prologue came out, and people were hurt yeah. by that. Yeah. It's been delayed again. Yeah. I, I'm i not that surprised, but okay. They they had a firm date this time, though. November 2nd. It's not a first, so it was true. And now it's not. But it's coming out, like, what? An hour later? Like, three weeks later? Or something? They don't know. Oh. They're saying holiday 2010, so which means it could be, could still be November, mm-hmm. could be December, could be January. Well, yeah, I guess they didn't, they were pretty cagey about whether or not they meant that far down the line, but yeah, I guess in theory it could be. Huh. I guess that, like, have you had much experience with Gran Turismo games? Like, I, I've played, I played a bunch of the first one, and I played a little bit of four. Okay. Like, they're good racing games. I just, I'm not much of a simulation driving guy. Yeah, that's kind of my 
trip up as well. Like, from what I've seen of them, like, they were pretty impressive visually for their respective consoles, but I, I don't know. Something about the way they played just didn't do anything for me. I think they had that one uh, Van Halen song in the fourth one, though, so... All I remember in the first one, or maybe it's the second one, was Dragula, like, on loop constantly. Alright. So... Very... Sorry. That was, like, the song of that year. Like, I mean, it was in Jet Grind Radio of all games. Hmm. Alright, so I brought up all the Sonic DS games. The lowest rated one is actually Sonic Classic Collection. Oh. But I got okay. it for super cheap, so I didn't really care. Yeah. Uh, second lowest was Sonic Chronicles. Sonic. Dark like, Brotherhood. Okay, wow. What was yeah. that? Uh, Sonic Classic Collection was at 70. Sonic Chronicles is at 74. Okay. Uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and Sonic Rush Adventure both tied at 78. Best Sonic DS game is Sonic Rush at 82. Okay, I have that one. Sonic it's... Rush was good, to be fair. Yeah, it's okay. The kind of weird 3D stuff they do with the bosses and stuff was kind of weird, but yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, I've been meaning to play All-Star Racing, actually, because it looks like a totally competent kart racer. Apparently, and, yeah, like on like the 360 that, it's kind of good. Yeah. It, it's a good uh, like Mario Kart alternative if you yeah, don't if have you like, access to Mario Kart. Or if you like achievements more than not achievements. That, that too. Yeah, because I don't have Mario Kart Wii, but between the two. Achievements. Just saying. Also, Sam Amigo's in it, and he has a ball. Or no. <laughs> no, that's a, a monkey a. ball that has a ball. I-I? What's his name? Yeah, I-I. I-I. He has a ball. Uh, Sam Dude, he has Shenmue in it, and he drives a, he drives a uh, forklift. Oh, yeah. Or not Shenmue. Ryo. Ryo Hayazaki. Right. He's looking for sailors while driving a forklift. Hmm. Oh, and the crazy taxi people are in it, I believe. It, it seems like a good mix of weird Sega stuff. I wonder how cheap you can get that now. I think it might have done greatest hits on 360. Oh, if it is, that's that's certainly interesting. Like well, last time I checked, it was like 50. Well, to be fair, Sonic 2006 went greatest hits. Oh wow! Yeah, was that as awful as I heard it was? That was a pretty bad game. <laughs> okay, like what what was it? Like just. Just doesn't work anymore. Or, like you, you fall through everything a lot, and yeah, that just sounds broken. Then that's yeah. Like um, going back to LPs, like a bunch of guys did a really good LP of the game where they just kind of they marathon the game essentially, okay. showing off how bad it is. And there's like literally points where they're running along and then suddenly they fall through the floor and die. Wow, that's just sounds really frustrating. Alright, and I, like, from what I heard of Unleashed, it was like, half of it was good, and the other half was not. I, you know what, uh, I, I liked Unleashed, to be perfectly honest. Okay. I had fun playing the daytime stages, and I like beat-em-ups, so I didn't mind the nighttime stages. It's very unsonic, because the state, the nighttime stages can take up to half an hour. Oh. Or, like, they give you 30 minutes to beat the stage, stuff like that. And they are that, stupid long, but they so it were kind of breaks up the momentum. And... Yeah, like it, like if you go if you go into it and don't think it's a Sonic game, it's a good game. If you do go in thinking it's a Sonic game, it's average, or you're gonna keep getting hung up on the stupid Werehog thing. Hmm. Also, that's such a silly idea, but whatever. Yeah. Werehog was Heroes good? That was a while ago, but oh, uh, someone asked me about Heroes today on my forum spring. Um, what did you I, say? the theme song was 
catchy as all hell. I can still remember parts of it, and I don't think I ever played it. I just was near it at one point. Mm. It just sticks in your head. I, I hated the special stage. I remember in the special stage, like, I would try controlling it, and I would slowly drift to the top of the stage and then fall straight down and lose all my momentum, and I never got a single Chaos Emerald. I don't know if it's just because I was playing the original Xbox version and it was broken as a result, or if it was just literally that bad. Hmm. I remember it reviewed like kind of reasonably, like sevens and stuff. Hmm. Like I I played through it with the majority of the characters, if not all, and it was like, ah, eh, it's okay. That still had like the posse of weird characters in it, though, right? I yeah, like it brought back too. older characters too, like uh, the Chaotix team. Which were like in that 32x game, Knuckles Chaotix. Okay, I don't know this at all. There's like uh, the alligator, the the bee. Uh, I can't remember what the third one was. It's been a while. And then there was like Team Evil, which was like Shadow the Hedgehog, uh, Rogue Rouge the Bat, and E102 Alpha the Robot. Okay. Then there was like Team Amy or Team Cute, whatever they were called, which was like. Uh, Amy, Cream the Rabbit, and Big the Cat. Alright. Big the Cat. It had Big the Cat in it, so the, like, take it as you will if it being a good Sonic game or a bad one. But he's like running around and platforming? Froggy! That's not bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Gran Turismo uh, delayed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it is. I, I wish I was more broken up about it, but a lot of people probably are, and hey, you're up saying Christmas, so... Get your hopes up. Can hope, anyways. All right, now for a kind of feel-good story, a nice quick one here. Okay. Depends on your definition again. Um, what's your gamer score? Oh man. Uh, off the top of your head. Oh, what is it? Like eighty, eighty-five or something? Oh jeez, I didn't think it was that high. Yeah. Or no, I don't think I'm at eighty-five yet. Like eighty-two, seven. Like okay, and mine's about like, Mine's about about thirty-three. All right, yeah. So, well, that's, that's pretty uh, yeah. good, right? Yeah, well, there's a guy who has the world record for the highest gamer score. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the other day, he broke half a million. Sweet. Now, to put this in perspective for people who don't quite understand gamer score. Yeah. If you buy a, like a standard retail game, like a disc-based game, you get a thousand. You can get a maximum of a thousand points unless they add DLC. Right, like a handful of first-party, like Halo Gears, have like eighteen hundred or something. But for yeah. the most part, yeah, a thousand game, a thousand points per retail game. Arcade games give you two hundred points, and then maybe extra for like DLC. And I don't think there's anything really else in between. It's it's two hundred or a thousand standard. Yeah. To put this in perspective, if he's played for uh, just disc-based games. He could have. He has beaten roughly 500 games to full completion. That would be a pretty impressive feat. I'm pretty sure he's probably played more than that. But yeah, like I'm sure he's got a lot of arcade games in there. Like his his 500 his achievement that put him over the mark was yeah. an arcade game, like Wallace and Gromit or something. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, I actually made a little video of that day's worth of playing or something. So yeah, should we say his name or? Uh, if you know his name, I don't remember it. Oh, okay. Stallion83. And, uh, like, I know if you're thinking what I'm thinking, Italian Stallion, you're right, because in the video, Rocky music. So. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. A bunch of Rocky score in there as he gets his achievements and whatever. Nice. 
a lot of Wallace and Gromit. Then there's like footage of him playing Medal of Honor for some reason, but I don't think he got many achievements in there. It's just a more exciting game to look at, is my theory. But yeah, yeah. five hundred thousand. Um, I I guess I thought it was higher, but that's just because people have hacked it and gotten ridiculous gamer scores. Yeah, like this is legitimate. Like this person holds like a, a Guinness World Book of Record. Record. Yeah. Guinness Book of World Records is the word. record. But yeah. 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 Uh, and, like, a lot of people were, like, originally trash-talking him. He was like, oh, he must be some, like, fat, lonely nerd. Oh. That's, uh, that's mean. Posted, Come on. He posted, there was a picture posted of him? Mm-hmm. Dude looks like a bro. Alright. He's totally like, in shape. Yeah, like, he, he he looks like a sensible human being who you wouldn't, ex- you would think would just play Halo and not have, like, a world record of playing video games. Yeah, there was some stuff in the video I couldn't even tell what it was. It was some weird rhythm game. and My Sims, I think? Like racing or whatever that new one is, my Sky Heroes or whatever. I don't know if you know. I new my Sims. There's some new My Sims game that's on the 360. Yeah, and it involves airplanes. Oh, okay. I think he was I, I have that. no idea. Yeah. So yeah, but to get to that score, you you dude probably played open season. You know, it's not really a bro thing to do. I did it, but yeah, you're you're totally a bro. No. <laughs> yes. You you okay. totally ice people all the time. Yep. Like you, you're God. when we when we finish this podcast, he's gonna go ice Sean right now. I, ice oh oh, I forgot what icing was. I, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm never gonna drop that. That's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Yeah, no, it's pretty dumb. I enjoy like some anecdotes about it more than the concept. Yeah, yeah, so dumb. All right, moving on to our last story. Do you like wrestling? Um, hmm. Not especially, but I can deal with... I find it amusing sometimes. Yeah, I, I've started watching, like, wrestling clip shows, cause, or, like, specialty ones called... Uh, shoot, what's it called? Uh, Botcha Mania? Oh, what, what would that stand for? That's not a... Uh, botch is when someone screws up something in wrestling. Oh, like B-O-T-C-H. Yeah. Okay. So, it so basically... Like, it's oh! A, yeah. I know what you're referring to. Like, it's, weird, like... Okay. Explain. Yeah, it's it's a video series of wrestlers from like all these different divisions, not even just the TV ones, screwing up horribly, like making it super clear that it's fake. Um, yeah, missing like moves and everything and stuff. Yeah, it's it's great. But uh, the reason they bring up wrestling is uh, THQ is bringing out SmackDown vs. Raw 2011 this year, as they always like, do. This month, in fact. Is it this month? Wow. Yeah, I think it's in nine days. Or oh, sorry, what eight days? <laughs> Ooh, keep the immersion going. Yeah, okay. The 26th of October. Yeah. It's like we have to keep saying days like seven days. It is already out now. Yep. Minus three days. Just to have to edit in the number. Depends on when it goes up. We don't know. But yeah, uh, th- this month, unless it's... Yeah, no. This month, WWE, it's happening. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is because THQ announced an interesting idea. Okay. They're calling it Fan Access. That's... A-X-X-E-S-S. I don't know why they did that. Because it's extreme. It's double extreme. Okay. Again, game dev story anecdote. I named a game Extreme History with an X. (laughs) Really? It was like an educational game. Sold some copies. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So what this fan access is, it's a, you pay a flat $10 fee, or 800 Microsoft points depending on your system, Mm-hmm. And then any DLC they release for that game, you get. 
Like, you're totally entitled to it. You just hit download. Yeah, you don't have to pay anything extra. You pay a $10 flat fee, and that's it. And they've already, like, announced some stuff they're launching with, so you get your money's worth. Yeah, they they announced that if you don't buy this pass and you bought all the DLC, you'd probably pay maybe close to 20 bucks. Like, just the stuff that's out right now. Or just the, stuff they're annou- just the stuff they've announced so far, yeah. Right, okay. Like, they've announced a pack for $7, announced a pack for $3, a couple packs for $1. Like, just a handful. What is this stuff, though? Like, different outfits and stuff? or e- characters? Extra characters, so extra wrestlers. Um, alternative ring gear, so extra costume stuff. Mm-hmm. Or alternate costumes, whatever. Uh, new arenas. Uh, what is one of the ones they say here? WWE Superstar Attribute Customizer, which I don't really know what that is. Sounds like something pertaining to like the character creation. Yeah, you probably so. just changed like your the actual wrestler's stats or something. Maybe. Yeah, so this is all the stuff you can get. You can get it cheaper if you buy a pass that is separate from the main from the main price of the game. Yeah, like this you, is still ten dollars yeah. on top of it, but so you, you already pay like say seventy bucks Canadian for the game, mm-hmm. and then there's this extra ten dollars you can put onto it as well. It's kind of an interesting idea because it's kind of a subscription model. Yeah, sorts, like it's you know? a it's a cool idea, and if it's a, and if they're doing it with games that they're going to release a lot of DLC for, it's a neat idea. Yeah, like for me it, personally, because it's a wrestling game, I'm not too interested in this case. But like, yeah. you know, THQ, like say the next Saints Row or something, maybe, you know. Yeah, or like any shooter games with map packs. Instead of paying like ten bucks per Modern Warfare map pack, you pay ten bucks and you get them all. I think in that case specifically, Activision would never do that because they know. Yeah, they well, no, that's Activision. They'll never do something that would. But yeah, be like nice for some for of this customers. kind of mid-tier stuff that's kind of popular, like I can see this being kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I, I do find it funny that we like we haven't completely gotten over the idea of not paying for DLC. Like we're still in that. Oh, you got to charge a like, stupid amount for extra content. Oh, like how we're fine with it now, or? Yeah, it's getting it's gotten like that. Like people yeah. still complain, but like, we're I remember, like. like Sorry, go ahead. We're we're paying say seventy bucks for a full retail game, and then we're charging extra on top of it. Yeah. In some cases, I can understand. Like if the game's been out for a while and you release it, and that's uh, cool. I'm fine with stuff like that. But like Bioshock Two is a good example. That was the first game publicly known that the DLC was just on the disc, and you were downloading. You were paying for an unlock code a couple weeks after the game came out. That was stupid. For the multiplayer stuff, right? Yeah, or, whatever it was, okay. like it was absolutely that was dumb. Like, actually, it's kind of weird because recently, like, I've been hearing like a ton of really positive buzz about Minerva's Den, the Bioshock Two expansion. Mm-hmm. Like, I I almost want to like I don't own Bioshock Two right now because I just rented it, but I almost want to just go get one just so I can play it because apparently it's like really good stuff, like some of the best storytelling in the Bioshock universe. Even better than one? Well, I don't know. Like, at least on a higher level than the stuff found in two. And I kind of like that stuff, so I don't know. Hmm. Like, it's like a four-hour thing that apparently has a really cool, self-contained little story in it. So I'm kind of interested in that. But yeah, like the the multiplayer stuff, I'm I'm sure it's a lot of stuff was on the disc. Uh, same with like the Darth Vader stuff or whatever for Soul Calibur. That yeah. Kind of thing. Like this this goes back for a while, and I like horse armor. That that wasn't on the disc, but that whole <laughs> horse thing. armor was just a bad thing, and that it's become like the joke. For DLC. Yeah. Which I, I do appreciate, like, uh, Bethesda acknowledging it. Like, I don't know if you remember, there was that time when everything was half off and that was twice as much. Yeah, that that was good. Yeah. 
good stuff. But yeah, I guess it's weird, like thinking back on it, like Oblivion, for example. I've like I paid seventy bucks for the game. I've probably spent like forty something on downloadable stuff, and it, you know, an expansion and stuff that seems worthwhile, but it's still just sitting on my hard drive, taking up space forever. I don't, I don't know. Like like I said, DLC is good in some cases, but bad in some. Like like don't have DLC for a game as soon as it comes out. Yeah, that I'm that shows you're either being stuff, greedy but... or you don't have faith in your product and think you need to keep it supported, unless it's mm-hmm. a game that is built on that kind of content, like say Little Big Planet. I guess so. Although I still felt the idea of like I'm gonna play as Jack Sparrow. I'm, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna buy that. I'm I'm sure some of the, they had to have sold well if they kept doing it. Yeah, and I guess they did all roll roll all that stuff into the Game of the Year edition, so that was good of them. But yeah, didn't Dead Rising launch with some pretty silly DLC? Dead Rise, uh, the Dead Rising Two or One? Dead Rising Two. Dead Rising Two's DLC was a little weird. How um, like it was? Basically, it was all the pre-order bonuses. Yeah, which I didn't get because we didn't get enough. Which, dude. Mm. But yeah, yeah, anyway. like, but the there was like different pre-order bonuses for each retailer, which you could buy afterwards if you didn't get the code. Which that's another case that I'm okay with it. Because if you think about it, they were offering it to begin with, but it was a limited time offer. Right, so at least you're not cutting out like the vast majority of people. Yeah. And they gave out the ability to play with people who have that stuff. Oh, okay. So you download a little item and then you're not locked out of that person's game, which is like, stuff like that I'm cool with. You don't have to I pay s- for that privilege. I still feel like it's nickel and dime. No, that part's free. Okay, okay. I still feel like it's a little bit of nickel and diming, but I mean, it's better than other cases. Yeah. Just like some of the stuff I'm hearing is like the stuff you unlock though is actually like it, it kind of boosts your ability to kill zombies and stuff. Like yeah, the the, all, outfit. the DLC stuff gives you extra skills. Like you get more extra slashes if you have a sword weapon. If you're a ninja, yeah. Like just kind of because uh, Dead Rising One was really good at like you get a really ridiculous achievement and then you unlock something awesome like the Mega Man stuff. Yeah, like uh, is any of that stuff in number two? Like I haven't gotten too far on. Like, uh, from what I played, like, I didn't get anything, um, based on, like, the chatter over at Giant Bomb on their, their podcast, like, doesn't sound like it. Like, they've been reading into it, and it doesn't sound like there's anything there. Like, I, I heard they got rid of survival mode, which I thought was dumb. Wow, yeah. Like, I, I'm still kind of, I, I haven't processed that fully. That That's a huge bummer, because that was one of my favorite things about the first game. Despite how, like, totally ridiculous it was, it was, I sunk a good amount of time to that. That was a cool other thing to do. And it wouldn't be that hard. Like, I was severely hoping that they would have survival mode. But they would have it with a quick save ability, so you could actually, like, not be forced to sit down there and play for a day and a half. Yeah. Like, I thought they'd kind of beef that up and make it more enjoyable, as opposed to... No, just get rid of it. (sighs) Yeah, like, if... Like, I'm... They'll probably introduce it as DLC. I'm I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. See, that kind of bums me out, but at the same time, like, I'll totally buy that. See, like, like put me. put it in there. Put it in with a quick save feature that deletes your save once you've loaded it. Mm-hmm. That way you can't have people just retrying sections over and over. And then it'll be a good mode. The bad thing about the mode originally in Dead Rising 1 is that you your 360 could overheat while you played it, and then you lost all your progress. Yeah. Which, if, you were, if you were trying to get the achievements, was a bitch. Yeah. Right. I had to basically. What was it? You unplug your controller so it stops the game. 
and then yeah. you, know, you can go to sleep and then wake up again and hopefully it's everything's fine. And you're Some, something like that, yeah. You had to find really stupid ways around it. Yeah, I think that was... When did I do that? I think I might have done that post, like, being able to install. So it was not as big a scare. But yeah, definitely a weird kind of thing that was hard to get around. But yeah, like, I guess, I don't know, Dead Rising 2, if it has a subscription system, I would do it. That would be cool. I get all that stuff. Like, uh, just to this... tie it back. And also <laughs> DLC stuff. Yeah, I, I like the idea of subscription. I like the fact of making DLC in, in general cheaper and making it seem like you're going to do more to keep people playing it. I just yeah. As long as it doesn't turn into stupid nickel and diming. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, like, you know, like Fallout and Borderlands both had really good content post-release, right? Yeah. So if they did a similar thing, that would be... See that. Although then that might be bad for them, so they wouldn't offer it. I don't mm. know. Yeah, I don't. It, it depends. There's a couple different ways to look at it. Borderlands right now, I'm a little irked with because of that Duke Nukem First Access Club. That wait, you, what? Remember the first, the Duke Nukem First Access Club? No. Uh, if you buy the Borderlands Game of the Year edition, you get a, a code for to get first access to the Duke Nukem Forever demo. Oh. And and I think some extra goodies. Okay. And considering, like, all three of us bought Borderlands when the game immediately came out, it's not offered to us. Unless yeah, that we is bought kind of the... a weird way to screw over... Yeah. Like, the unless you bought the PC version. If you bought the PC version, you get it. It's kind of weird. Huh. Huh, yeah. That... Oh, well. I, I, I don't have the same zeal for... Borderlands that most do, so mm. I'm not that burned. Or Duke Nukem, for that matter. Well, I but, I am a huge Duke fan, so... Yeah, I guess that is kind of a bummer. So you can get the game to your edition, then? No, I... I'll <laughs> yeah. find some way. Yeah. If, if, it's, if it's only just access early access to the demo, I'm not as bummed out, because I've already played it. Yeah. So... Oh, wait, yeah, is it literally just the PAX demo? I don't know, like, if it, if it is just the PAX Duke Nukem Forever demo, I'm not like, heard about it, because A, it's only an early release, yeah. and B, I mean, I, I would mind it. Ri- dry on that whiteboard a little more, but I guess so. Or using the soap dispensers. Yeah, like, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of stuff, because I felt compelled to, I gotta get through this, or else they'll kick me out. Mm. I ended up beating it before everyone, and kind of... Well, I'm, I'm already, like, no, I'm also like, concerned about whether or not Duke Nukem Forever is gonna be adults only, or mature, if they're gonna have the toned down stuff, which I think they're, wow, they're definitely yeah. gonna have the toned down stuff. Like, yeah, that was some pretty frank, like, explicit sexual stuff in a video game. That was weird. Well, it is like, Duke Nukem, I mean, you gotta... This is I a know. game where you walked up to prostitutes, gave them money, and then they took off their tops. Yeah, that is true. That was pretty. That was pretty dang edgy. That was that was edgy back then. So, you know what? That's almost still edgy now. Like, what games do that? Like GTA Four has like strippers and stuff, but mm. yeah, pff, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. They're gonna have to keep it M if they want to sell copies. So. Or maybe offer an adults-only version on their site or something. I mean, and if they do on that, the PC or something, yeah, yeah. Uh, if they do that, I would order it from board, from uh, Gearbox. <laughs> okay. You know what? I want, I want the pure Duke Nukem experience. Like, I, I this makes pure me look dope. really bad as a human being, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I want the full experience. I waited 12 years for this game. 13 years. I, I want the full Duke Nukem Forever experience. Okay. Well, like, is there is there buzz about that? Like, they might have gone too far, or uh, saying basically there there is a little buzz that they uh they had to not show certain trailers and certain content because they're afraid that ESRB would jump immediately down their throats. Oh, okay, like weird three boobed monster and whatever. 
Oh yeah, like that was in, that was in the trailer. So yeah, did they? Is that trailer out there? Because I saw that. I don't know. Next, I don't think it is. I actually haven't seen it online anywhere. Like it was a pretty cool trailer. They play that Prodigy song. <laughs> but Invaders, yeah, that's the one. I, I don't know. Is that from their like new album? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, that was from last year's album, Invaders Must Die. It's been in like movie trailers and junk too. Yeah, it was in Scott Pilgrim's. So. Yep. Yeah, it totally was. And that's out on DVD in a couple weeks. Oh, dude. That that's a great movie. Pretty good. <laughs> Man, we're getting way off track reason. today. Well, well, we're done. Actually, that was the last story I had. So. Oh okay. Um. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I don't have any extra. There's nothing else here. We don't have any emails, so I guess that's it for today. All right. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we already told you the email address, but yeah, we'll say it again either way. Okay. Uh, should I? Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I did. At hotmail.com. That's the email address. Um, yeah, please, you know, any queries would be appreciated. <laughs> All right, everybody, take it easy, and we'll see you guys next week.